So, today's message, surprise by God's purpose for us. Um, we're going to look in the scripture. It's you, most Christians, if you're a good Christian, have the scripture memorized. John 3.16, go there. You're like, I don't need to go there because I already know it. Go there anyway. Just go there, and when you're there, let me know. Say, I'm there. If you don't have a Bible, you can download it on the app. If you don't have an app, it'll be on the screen. If you don't have a, be able to see the screen, we'll read it out loud. Um, I think we covered all our bases there. Amen. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For God's purpose, when we were talking about purpose in the video, talking about the why and the what, the why is God loved, period. For God loved, so loved the world that he did what? His what is that he gave his only son. And so when we are thinking about purpose and talking about your why and your what, and I, when we had this conversation with the youth, I said, you know, you need to be asking why. See, a lot of people always ask the what question. For graduates, everyone's asking, what are you doing when you graduate? What are you going to major in? What are you going to study? What university are you going to? What school? What job do you want to have? What do you want to be when you grow up? They're always asking what questions when we should be asking the why. Why are you going to that university? Why are you going to study what you're going to study? Because when I was making that decision in high school, I didn't know. Had no idea I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I had a program answer in my head because every Sunday, as much as I love, we are the friendliest church in the world. As much as I love coming, everyone always asks me, well, what are you going to do when you graduate? Well, what are you going to say? Where are you going to go to school? And I had the question so much that I just I made up an answer in my head and I had it programmed where I could just hit play in my head, be talking, but thinking about I wonder what we're going to eat today. I'm so hungry. Does my breath smell good? Because I'm talking and I feel like, you know, Miss Debbie's face is wincing at me because my breath stinks. Maybe that's me. I need gum. Who has gum? I need, and the whole time I'm just like, I plan on going to this university and I'm going to study this because one day I'd like to do this and work for this company and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, does my breath stink? So, and so I was programmed because I just got what answers. If anybody had asked me why, I would have been stumped. Because I didn't know why I was going to that university. I didn't know why I wanted to study what I wanted to study. I just just didn't know. And we need to have that conversation about why are we doing it. And as I was preaching to the youth about their why and their what, the Lord just says, hey, you need to talk to them really quickly about relationships. And I was like, God, I'm not planning on talking to dating tonight. We're not going to do that. He said, you should. So I asked you, I said, okay, Lord, just drop something in my lap. Y'all want to hear it, or do you want me to keep going with what I said? They said, we want to hear what the Lord said. And I said, okay. So when it comes to dating, they were like, we shouldn't ask Pastor Roger that. (laughs) No. But I told them, I said, when it comes to relationships, not just friendships and dating relationships, but relationships, you need to be asking why. Why am I considering liking this person and calling them my boyfriend or girlfriend? Why am I doing that because... They look cute. I look cute. We're going to be popular together. Oh, my gosh. Everybody going to want to sit with us at the lunch table. I'm, I'm star of this basketball team. They're star cheerleader. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's going to be so good when we together. Like, why? Why? 
Because I had a conversation with, none of our youth here, they're great. I had a conversation <laughs> with somebody whenever I was in youth, and he dated this girl for about six months. And I said, hey, man, like y'all just broke up. What happened? He was like, well, the only reason I got in the relationship because I was bored. Said, I'm not going to repeat this for at least past when the you know, statute of limitation is gone because she might kill both of us if she heard that that's the reason why. The why behind getting into relationships, the why behind your friendships. Are you with people that encourage you and lift you up and push you towards the destiny that God has for you? Are you with people that brings you down? Guess what? That is not that is not cut off just because you graduated high school or just because you graduated high school. Adults, if you have friends that you talk with and you, you commune with, you do things together and they're not lifting you up, they're constantly bringing you down or there's a, an area that you know, I need to stay away from this area and there are people that drag you back to that area, back to that place, they're not friends that you need to keep in your life. Is that okay? Can we be real this morning? Is that okay? You let the youth pastor get up here. You might get some things. Email Chris at nccTyler.org. But we have to start asking. And then since, since becoming a pastor, I've had the opportunity to start doing, um, start doing marriage counseling. And I got to counsel two different couples. And it was amazing. One couple gave me a lot of what answers for why they're getting married. And one couple gave me why answers. One couple said, yeah, we're getting married because, you know, it's going to be great because um, now we, we don't have like two separate um, apartments that we're paying for. We can save money that way. And, you know, we just we, 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 we like to be with each other. We've been dating for a long time. And they gave me all these reasons of why it made sense or the what behind what they were doing. They were getting married. These are what answers. House, income, marriage status. I asked the other couple, I said, why are you getting married? And they gave me one of the most beautiful answers I ever hear. And I was like, I'm going to have to cut, repeat that and give, tell Livy that's why I married her. Um, <laughs> and said, because we believe that God has purposely placed us in each other's life and we can help each other become who God has created her to be and who God has created him to be. I was like, why am I doing premarital counseling? Can y'all turn around and just counsel me for a bit? Like, because I didn't, that's, that's not what I was thinking. But one, one couple had the why understood. They knew why they were doing it. Another couple was just saying what would happen because of this. And so you can get, figure out a lot of things in your life, guys, just by asking why. Hey, man, we're going to hang out, blah, 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 blah. We're going to go do this, and this might be going on, this might be going on. Why am I going there? Why am I going to be with these friends? Ask why. Just ask why. Amen? Ask why about your job. I'm not telling you to just ask why and then go leave your job tomorrow. Don't say the pastor told me I need to quit, so I need to quit. No, I'm not saying that. But, I mean, ask the why behind what you do every day. Just ask yourself why. Because here's the thing. I bet that there's all of us, and I ask this question when I'm meeting with students about what they're choosing their major. I said, if you can do anything, what would it be? 
I'm like, well, I don't think I can make it. I was like, money's not an, not an option, whatever. Think about what it is that you see yourself doing. Because I had a student, she was talking about finance. Is she getting a finance degree? It's a great degree to have. She doesn't like finance. So why are you majoring in finance? Well, she's like, I can get a great job, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, all those things are true, but why do you want to choose that major? And she started talking about having a good job, having stable income, and then she started talking about her passion. And she said, because I love to have enough money to be able to start my own fashion company. And then from there, she went from finance to fashion. And her smile went up, and, she, and I was training another advisor. And as she's just going on and on, the advisor just said, look, I don't know you, but there was a distinct difference between you were talking about what you're majoring in and then what you see and your passion for what I believe. And she said, what I believe you were created to do. So it's about your job. You can ask why. Why am I doing this every day? Is this something I see myself doing? Why the way you talk? Do you change your lingo around some people? Do you change? Do you speak a different language when you come here on Sunday mornings? Some people do that. I know it happens. But why? Do you feel like you have to impress people at church? Do you feel like you have to look a certain way? Because you, you don't. In that scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That why God did it, it was for love and it was for every bit of you. It was for you if you know exactly what you were created to do. It was for you if you have no idea what you're supposed to do. It was for you if you feel like you are on cloud nine and everything is going well. It's for you if you feel like life is miserable and I hope he hurry up and finish because I want to get out of here. That love covers everything. It is not specifically for people that have it all together. It is not specifically for people that are just a mess. God loves all of you. Every bit of you. And so if you are figuring out or talking about purpose and you're feeling guilt or condemnation that is trying to come on you, that is not my heart. That is not the heart of this church. And I can tell you for sure that is not God's heart for you. It is for you to lovingly go and in peace figure out what it is that you were created for. Amen. 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 So I'm going to go to my points. I only have four points. Purpose. Number one. Your purpose is not a destination. Purpose is not a destination. You don't get to a certain point and you say, purpose, done. It is a journey. It's a journey. And in this journey, especially graduates, in this journey, don't give up just because things are hard. Because guess what? They're going to be hard. There will be one point in life, maybe at least one point, Where things are hard. (laughs) Guys, there will be parts where it is just hard. Don't give up on God. Because he's not giving up on you. So 
It's a journey. Your purpose may, as I tell them, I tell the youth, I say your purpose is going to be um, changing. And if you don't know the end, you can know in this moment what your purpose is. Because I knew, I told them, I said, in the moment when I was, when I was in middle school and high school, my purpose was not only to be a good student, but to be a good son. Because my parents love to use the scripture that says, honor your father and mother with a commandment with promise so that your days will be longer on the earth. And if you don't honor me and listen to me, your days are going to be short on this earth. So you know what? Little Roger said, I don't want to die early. I'm going to love my mama, do everything I have to do. But it may look, it may look differently. So, so it, it looks like it looks like this. We had an old tree. It was a willow tree in our yard. And a storm came, and it was not that great. And the, one of the branches kind of snapped a little bit, was leaning on the house. So mom says to dad, we need to get this branch off of the house. Who do we need to call? I can do it, said dad. <laughs> Me and Rosh can go take care of it easy. So we go outside. And we're looking at this big old willow tree. And so my dad had this brilliant idea because he's a DIYer. He does it himself all the time. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut the branch. We're going to tie a rope around the branch. And I want you just to pull the branch as I cut it. Okay, dad, you just want me to pull? Yeah, just pull. Well, how about, know what? Tie it around your waist. And as I cut, I just want you to start running as far as fast as you can that way, away from the house. Okay, Dad, I do that. So I'm tied around my waist. I'm like, you know what? I'm in high school now. I'm lifting. You know, I'm bulking up just a little bit. I see my muscles coming in. I got this. I, I got this. So Dad says, okay, I'm cutting. He gets the, the chainsaw, and as he's cut, he says, start running. And I take off running as hard as I could, and the branch is pulling this way, away from the house. So, so far, so good. Um, do y'all ever remember cartoons? There's an old cartoon, Looney Tune, where there's a certain part where the dog was on a leash, and the dog would go as far as he could until it snapped back, and so the dog would be like, and he'd get the and he'd get pulled back. I take off running, dad cuts. As soon as that branch falls, little Roger, and I get pulled back so far to where I fell closer than where I started to the house. The branch falls right by my head off the house. I thought my dad was going to fall off the ladder because he was laughing so hard because he didn't think that his son could fly. But I did. But guess what? In that moment, that was my purpose. <laughs> to be the best son and to follow my father, even if he says, tie a rope around your waist. I have a little just, y'all can pray for me because I get a little bit just like nervous whenever I put on a belt because it just reminds me <laughs> that something's just going to pull me back. But your purpose, it can look in different forms. Like when we look at the life of Jesus, when he was 10, when he was younger, he said, don't you know I'm about my father's business? Yes. He said that whenever he was younger. And then when he was older, he read from the prophet Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, send me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover of sight to the blind, is set freedom for all those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So he did that when he was in his 30s. He said, this is what I've been anointed to do. So he was younger. I'm about my father's business. He's older. He's saying, these are the things that I'm doing. And then it says in Romans, it says, for he is at the right hand interceding on our behalf. So all of those things encompass the purpose of Jesus' life. And it changed. It didn't look the same, but it was still that purpose of, for God loved you, that I'm going to do all of these things. So guess what? Whatever God has created you to do and you are doing that, guess it's gonna, it, it may change. It may not always look the same. So it's okay if it, if it morphs into something else or if in this moment today it looks like something different. Maybe it's to be the most loving spouse, which should be every day the love, most loving spouse that you can be. Maybe it's to be a good parent, the best parent that you can be. When I told the youth about honor, guess what? That whole thing about honor has nothing to do in that scripture about whether or not my parents are good, whether or not my parents are nice, whether or not my parents are there, whether or not my parents love me, tell me they're proud of me. I'm still called to honor them. So I told them in that moment, your honor may look like this, keeping your mouth shut. Because you want to tell your mom, you want to tell your dad a piece of your mind, but guess what? Honor says, I'm going to honor them. And it may be with clenched fist, maybe with closed mouth, but it's still honor. With parents in the moment, guess what? It may be being the best parent you feel, believe that you're called to be, even if you just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. Even if you miss it. Because guess what? We all are going to miss it. Parents and kids, we're all going to miss it. Husband and wives, we're all going to miss it. Brothers and sisters, we miss it. We miss it. But it's in those moments of knowing that, guess what? That love was for the times when you missed it. So if that exists for you, you then can't withhold and say, well, guess what? That was just for me, but no one else can do that. No, everyone else deserves that same kind of love. And I mean that I know it's not easy. For some of you guys, it may be in that moment when you're still having to communicate with an ex-spouse. And you're still having to be in a relationship with them, and you know they did something completely wrong to you. But that love was still there for their mistakes. That love was still there. Again, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But it's not. It's not easy. But God never promised us that it was going to be easy. He promised, I'll be with you. I will never leave you. I'm going to walk with you. And when no one else is there, I will be there. That's what the Lord promised us. So your purpose will look different, but it's not a destination. It's a journey. Number two, your purpose is not restricted by your age. The scripture, uh, the title was going to be God's purpose for his young people, and then everybody was going to turn their, like, I'm not young anymore. Guess what? Compared to God, everybody in this room is young. Thank you for shouting for those of you that have been on the earth longer than some of us. It's not restricted by your age. The story of Abraham and Sarah, we've quoted that before. You may have heard it. When he was told, you will have a child, stories say he was 75 and she was 66. Right, Jesus. That's when they were told they were going to have a child. 
Guess what? The child didn't come to about 24 years later. So then Abraham was 99. Sarah was 90. And they had a kid. <laughs> I'm so glad Mama Comstock's here. Her commentary is amazing, y'all, if y'all don't hear it. But it's not restricted by your age. So there's not an age where you're too young to walk in a purpose. There's not an age where you're too old to walk in purpose. There's not an age where it says purpose, I'm done. Because even as you get into the years where you feel like I've done all I can, guess what? It's time for you to pour into the younger generation so that we can receive that because we need it. But Brother James was a man who continually poured into my life and spoke things over me that I didn't know. Things in me that I couldn't see. He called those things out of me. That was happening in here. That was happening at my home. It was happening with people around me. Call those things out of young people, people younger than you, whether it's they're younger than you by five years or 50 years, call those things out of them because they need that. We need everything, every ounce of God's blessing that he's put in your life and he's, your purpose and giftings that he's given you. We need those passed on. So do not hold those in. Share that with us. Amen. Number three, your purpose is not defined by a task, a job, or a career. That's not what defines your purpose. You may be a teacher now. That is not your purpose only. That is not the only thing you've been created or called to do. You may teach more outside of a classroom than you ever do in a classroom. That was for somebody who ever was a teacher in here. I feel like God wanted to say that, that if you think that you're just a teacher and that's all you can do, then you are limiting my ability to move through you, says the Lord. You are a teacher. You may be a teacher everywhere you go. You are teaching young people. You are teaching people. Don't just limit it to that career and to that classroom. Not in my notes. Okay. So, but a lot of times we will think about a purpose and we get, we think it's a task, we think it's a job. An example I, the Lord showed me is think about a hammer. What does a hammer do? Hammer things, yes, thank you. Um, depends on who has it. But have you, I've, I was using, my dad also loves to hold on to tools way past the time of, hey dad, you know they've like redone that like three, four times, you don't have to do all that. But he had a hammer one time and I was using it. And when I pulled back, the mallet part flew behind me. I just had the piece of wood there and I thought, well, it's still a hammer. But it was uh, missing a piece of it, so it didn't really do the job it was called to do. So guess what? In my mind, the hammer had already done, it can no longer do what it's created to do, so I need to discard it. And sometimes we think that we have a task or career, and then once that thing is over, we are discarded by God. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that is not true. Even if it's, I know this happens a lot in the church where you have been doing something a long time. I have always been the person who fills up the little cups with grape juice, and that has been my job. And they say, hey, we don't do this. We've got these little packets now. You don't even need it anymore. And people's worlds will fall apart because they feel like this is what I was supposed to do. But they've limited their purpose to a task. Yeah. We've limited our purpose to a job. We've limited our purpose to an area or department or an organization. I'm here to tell you, guess what? Expand 
your purpose. Begin to think about more than just what you're doing now. I feel like that, that we needed to hear that this morning is that do not limit God. Do not limit God in your life. Young people, don't limit God in your life. That means everyone. I say young people because we're all younger than God. Do not <laughs> limit God. Graduates, don't limit God. Don't already set that limitation on what you're going to do now. Allow him to come in. Allow, be flexible with the Lord. Allow him to come in because you may end up being somewhere that you never thought you'd be. And then you realize you were the only person that could do what you were doing in that moment. We had a moment like that when we went to Costa Rica a few years ago. And we brought Olivia's sister-in-law who went through, or my sister-in-law, Olivia's sister, Victoria. And she had gone through, what's the school called? Cosmetology school. So she knew how to cut hair. And there was a specific moment on the trip where to the, when we ministered to the homeless by giving them food, we would also, they would provide haircuts for them so that they could get haircuts and then get nice clothes and then they could possibly go get a job. They could probably apply for a job or something that maybe they wouldn't do, but just a haircut lifts them up because now they don't, they may know like I'm homeless, but guess what? I don't look homeless. I don't feel homeless. It begins to lift them up. It's amazing just by little things how it can transform a mindset. She was the only person because the, the, the person who normally cuts hair, the stylist, she was overbooked that day. And so she was like, I can only be here for an hour, and it normally goes for like four or five hours. And Victoria Martin was the only one who had the skill set that would be able to still cut hair for the homeless, and none of us in our team could do it. No matter how much annoying I have preaching and teaching, I can't cut hair. Did you hear that? No matter how much anointing a pastor may have up here to speak and teach, he can't do what you can do. Don't devalue yourself just because I'm not on the stage. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. That is not what the kingdom of God is, worship and preaching. The kingdom of God is love, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. There is so much more that can be done. There's so much more that you can do to influence the kingdom of God, and it's not just limited to what you see on a Sunday. You may have one of the most creative minds to, to write plays and write, I don't know, dramas and stuff that we could do in church, that we could do back there for kids' ministry. You may be the best puppeteer in the world, and we don't even know it. And you're like, I love hand puppets. And then you think, and kids love puppets. I don't know. Whatever it is, don't limit God. Whatever it is, just go for it. It's not restricted by a task or job or career. And my last point. Kia, that's your cue. I told her I was going to tell her, Kia's going to come play guitar on my last point. Very good, Kia. You did so good earlier. You did so good. Last point. Your purpose is who you were created to be. And guess what? The only way you're going to know about who you were created to be is by going to your creator and having a relationship with him. Because you can know all these things, but if you don't know the one who created you, don't have time with him to where he can tell you what I put you in the certain era. Think about it, guys. Anywhere in the world, you could have been born. You were born in the country that you were born in. Anywhere in the world you could be right now, 
you're in Tyler, Texas. Not really a vacation spot, guys. <laughs> I'm not dissing Tyler. I'm just saying people don't say, I'm going to go through a vacation in Tyler. So you were born for such a time as this. You were in this community for a reason, for a purpose, guys. I want you to do everything you can to discover it and figure it out. Because there could be someone sitting right in front of you, right beside you, right behind you, that needs the skills that you have, that needs the testimony that you have, that needs to know that it's going to be okay, that needs to know that, you know what, God's got you. I was there. I was there last year. I was in that, point, in that point. I remember growing up, I had that exact same thing happen to me. Someone needs to know. But I wonder how many times we come here on a Sunday morning and we leave and we don't connect with anyone, we don't share our story with anyone, we don't encourage anyone, we just miss out on just community. This is not just a brochure for the church. It's a brochure for life. Because guess what? There are people outside of these four walls need the same thing. They need your story. They need to know that you can be encouraged, you can have a smile, and everything be going crazy around you. And you can still say, guess what? You know what? God is good. I'm still here. Some people just need to know that. I'm still here. I went through a lot of stuff, and I'm still here. I still, I'm still alive. And that may be the last Thing that someone is holding on to and you told them that and now they realize you know what I can make it guys we're all in this together <laughs>